0: a good idea to start a podcast in a global pandemic
1: we have to let you know bobby that you're being recorded for legal reasons oh just in case i i was gonna get some money out of it at the end <laughs> <laughs> mate we're not even making money from it so you're not gonna get any money from it it'd be lovely if we were though
2: one day oh, maybe. maybe maybe when i spoke to josh about it i was like obviously i'll have to Ask my agent if I'm free on Wednesday night to join the call.
1: <laughs> <I laughs> right, hello, it. guys. Welcome back. Tonight we are joined with my best friend who also happens to be a nurse, Bobby. Hello, Bobby. Say hello. Hello. Hi, Bobby. Hi. Hey! Hi. <laughs> we like to start our calls off normally with the good, the bad and the ugly Bobby. So, this week, rather than us doing it, we thought we'd ask you what has happened in the last week or two, what that has been... Fucking flat buzzer, would go. Off.
2: Oh, it's not even you that. Let's that in. You've got to keep that in. It's oh, I'm so embarrassed. It's my wine. <laughs> <laughs> my like, baby turns one delivery. tomorrow. It's on delivery <laughs> It's the best thing in the world. Oh my I god, I love that. Even <laughs> living the dream. So I'm just gonna order oh. oh. <laughs> He's gonna ask me my date of birth now. So, hi, yeah. Thank you. You want to have a good one? Cheers. You have to clank them together as well so you know there's more than one. <laughs>
1: Do you want to pull yourself a glass of wine to get through this? Right, sorry, I'm back. So, the good, the bad and the ugly. This week we'll do it a bit differently and ask you what's been good, what's been bad and what's been ugly in the last couple of weeks for you. Good. I'm on
2: annual leave this week, so it means I'm not working. It's just full-time mum for the week, which is a rarity. I'm not doing any overtime either, so I'm literally just a week off. Yeah. Bad. It's not a bad thing, but it does set the hormones off and, like... Liliana turns one tomorrow. So obviously, it's like massive. So like a year ago today, I was at my mum's I didn't want to come back home to Josh because I didn't feel right and I didn't want it to be a false alarm. So it does make you like, what's the word when you're really you're melancholy? About, yeah. So it's, not, it's obviously not a bad thing. She made it to one, I've achieved.
1: It makes me emotional that she's been to one because I've seen her about bloody 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> I think just when I went back to work
2: so early with her, I feel like I've really, I've missed out. Yeah. We're getting also, that in a bit though. So what's your
1: bad? No, that was
2: your bad. What's your ugly? That's my bad. My ugly, oh God. So Liliana obviously had a poo when she was like mid eating dinner. Okay. So do you know, if you leave it too long, it sort of dries a little bit. So she sort of sat in it while she was eating our dinner and then when I was getting her change to like Put her in the bath I'd wiped her balm And a, a bit had obviously Fallen out the nappy okay. And Jacob stood in it <laughs> But he didn't even just stand in it he like it'd gone quite dry so he peeled it off the bottom of his foot and I thought he said I've stepped in poo but he didn't he said it's fucking shit oh no it's fucking poo was what he said and then I was like Jacob please don't say that word he's like oh I'm so sorry mummy I'm so sorry and then Josh come in obviously like dad's dad and they'd said, oh, well, he could have said it was fucking shit, so at least he only swore the once. And I was like, this, that's not how your parent George. and that's not how you're supposed to tell them off." <laughs> the thing is, like, it was in context, so... How, yeah, that's the best bit. So they don't know how, like, they can swear. He knows all the swear words, but he knows how to use them as well. Brilliant. Oh, I just hope he doesn't do that at school. How embarrassing would that be to get called into school? <laughs> Oh, it's not even like a little one. It's it's a it's a bad one.
1: <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big. Like, one Faye does it. Faye probably taught Jacob how to do it because she's always used them in the right context. You remember okay. when we were driving over them speed bumps and she was like, "Oh fucking hell, Bobby, slow down." <laughs> I can imagine
0: that. Uh, yeah,
2: me too. Oh yeah. uh, no, I don't! Know. I dropped stuff off at the door whilst Abby was isolating, and I dropped it at the front door, and I would promised her that I was going to take her a present, and I come, I just forgot. I was in such a stress with Lillian in the shop and I forgot to pick up a present and I got to the front door and put Abby's cigarettes down at the door and then Faye turned around and was like where's my present and I was like I'm really really sorry Faye I forgot to lift it I just wasn't thinking and straight as anything should that? I think you should think more
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like I'm so and I had to go back and get it
2: (laughs) (laughs) she's brilliant oh she's hilarious she's She's so so funny
0: I wonder where she gets that from. Oh, mm. I, like, I do not know. I want to I like that. Think more. <laughs> I, I think I, should oh. think more. She's, She's definitely a character. She's a wise soul. Do you feel that we
1: need a bit of a backstory as to why she became a nurse, first Before we jump into the 24 questions?
2: Yeah, probably well, probably make me cry. When I was, I was really young. So my mum's mum was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and I used to say, so that's my gran. I was always really, really close with my gran. I was a firstborn from my mum. Like, out of like all of her children, I'm the eldest. So um, I was my gran's first grandchild. And she didn't have a good relationship with my mum, so it meant that I was then, like, to heal the damaged relationship, if that makes sense. It Mm -hmm. brought my mum and my gran a lot closer after I was born. Um, She had a drinking problem, so she wasn't allowed to drink when she had me which was the easiest thing in the world for her to give up because it meant that she got to have me for a sleepover. So I was always really close with her. And then, yeah, she got diagnosed with bone cancer. It was primary thyroid cancer, and then it spread to her bones, and then eventually it was lung cancer, and that's how she passed away. But she passed away in 2008, so she was only 58 when she passed away. Um, She was really, really young. And I used to, like, stay... On a Friday night, I'd walk home from school to stay with my gran and I wouldn't go back until the Sunday night because I didn't trust her carers to look after her the way that I would look after her. So I think, like, I was born in 95 and she died in 2008. Then what's that? Five and eight? 13. 13. So, and she'd had the bone cancer for a couple of years. It was really, really fast. So I moved down in 2008, she died in 2007, so I was 12. So she did die when... Like literally just before my twelfth birthday, she passed away. So I'd say about nine or ten when I was looking after her, and it was literally I didn't trust I didn't trust the carers to do as good a job. And I would I would like empty her catheter bag for her, and I'd make her a cup of tea, but I couldn't carry the tea up the stairs, so I would put it like on the chairlift, and then the chairlift would carry it upstairs so that she could get a cup of tea, helping her get onto her commode and all that. So I think that's probably where it started. But mum's got photos of me, like, little, little, dressed up as a nurse. I think it's just literally all I've ever wanted to do. And then once you start going down the health and social care route at college and things like that, you don't really have massive options as to where you're going to end up. I suppose you do, because you've got social care side of it as well, but yeah. I, I, was, I was never really... I'm a bit more hands-on. You did do social care, though, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so it was health and social care. My first job was... And I did the domiciliary, like, home care. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I did like that because you were sort of working on your own and then you'd go in and, like, it'd be little things, like, you might only, like, put a lunch on and then just sit there whilst your patient had lunch and keep them company. And then there was quite a bit of personal care. But because you don't get paid for the travel time, you'd be like at work, your first call would be seven o'clock in the morning, but you wouldn't finish until like half nine, ten o'clock at night. But you'd actually only get paid for like the seven hours that you did. So that's when I went to a nursing home. And then after I had Jacob, I thought you've got until they start school where you're sort of like entitled to all the benefits. And I thought I can either sit on my bum and just focus on Jacob for five years or I can try and go to uni. So I was nursing that I picked. I still can't believe I actually did it, you know. You did
0: it. I actually qualified. Anything like that, like fair fucking play to you. (laughs) I think about doing stuff like I'm, I'm capable. I know I am, but then I just think, nah. Honestly, same. Nah, I couldn't. It's the best thing I've ever done. On the daily, I say to myself, God Mills, go back to uni, study. Like I, that was like my backup. Like if I chose not to do music, it would be nursing or midwifery. And I'm like, God Mills, go back to uni, do your midwifery. And I'm just like. Nah, I can't. Babe says it all the time. He says you're young enough to do whatever you want, babe. Like go and do it. And I'm like, nah, I'm not. no, nah. nah, it's definitely. I think it is an experience.
2: I just think nowadays, so so many people have got degrees, and then where it's all student loan funded and things like that. I just think like nowadays, you you need them. Mhm. Mhm. And
0: it does help. It does help. Is everything's so expensive, and then. I don't know, especially with the way the world is at the moment. I just think it' mm. a bit of a standstill. I, I literally look at my student loan account and it's like
2: sixty nine thousand pounds at all. I'm going to be paying that one off until I die. <laughs> yeah, mine.
0: Mine's quite high too. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like education should be free. It is in Scotland. Well, University is yeah. free in Scotland.
1: Because you were thinking about moving back to Scotland, weren't you? So your kids got free education.
2: Yeah. I did get accepted to Scottish uni because I was meant to do my nursing at Concordia, and then I chickened out of moving up.
0: How long have you been a nurse for? So I
2: qualified in September, 22nd of September this year. Oh, last year, because we're in the new year now, aren't we? We are in the new year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, September. So your training course is three years and if you're single field, so I'm just adult field. And then three years at uni as a student nurse and then qualified in September. So you've said
1: that Liliana's turning one, obviously I know that, but did it affect your mood, your postpartum, going back and working through this pandemic?
2: At the time I I didn't think it had until I wasn't very well mental health wise in August and I think to be honest it was because I'd gone back to work when she was five weeks old and then I'd gone through the first peak. And then in August, it was like a bit of normality. Like, I, even like you guys all have like, noticed, like, when it got after the first peak had then dropped, and it was sort of like, oh, well, that's it, we've done it. Like, And even though we knew the potential, like, second peak that was coming, like, we're like, oh, well, we made it through the first one. It's never going to be as bad as what the first one was, thinking that it'd be like an incremental decline through the peaks. And then obviously, that really has not been the case this time. So I think in August, when Baby had started sleeping through the night, so I wasn't as exhausted. I think it all just kind of hit me then. And obviously, Josh went away because he was in the Navy for a little bit and he'd gone away in the May. So I think probably did definitely not help with the postpartum. But at first, I was too busy even to notice.
0: So, yeah. did you um, like have a graduation or anything? She you said you qualified on the no. train in September. So, no, nothing. I you know they were like Russian people. So I was part of the
2: like the third year nurses that got it uh, like sort of like emergency recruited if you like. Um. So I spent the last six months of my degree, uh, working at QA. So I wasn't actually I didn't feel like a student anymore, and they'd like trained me to do my medication and things like that. So I was basically a nurse, but without the pin, and still under sort of supervision.
1: So how did your role change from being a student nurse to going to a qualified nurse throughout the pandemic? Because it obviously wasn't a normal transition for you. No. So I guess, like, you sort of, when
2: you start your training, you, like, you get all these competencies and things that you've got to start. So, like, even, like, giving out medications, so if I wanted to give someone paracetamol, um, you've got to be, like, deemed competent to give that medication but I'd already done that before I was qualified so then yeah. it was just it was just sort of like I literally qualified and it was like right this is your team of patients here's your drug trolley go
0: go go yeah basically it was so, so scary. scary so they were kind of like so rushed off their feet that they were getting you to do something that you weren't even qualified for But
2: yeah before that was sort of like before the next peak had started so it was still
0: quite the hospital was never empty, never empty. That was one of our questions. How do you feel about the videos of the empty hospitals? Because we know it's bogus. I
2: can't even see what I want to see to that one. But <laughs> I'll
0: say that I, um, I went, my friends had a procedure done and it was like day surgery. It wasn't surgery, but it was like a day procedure. Outpatients procedure. Yeah, she had like anesthesia and stuff and I had to go pick her up. I had to go in and physically get her. Mm. And it was quiet, but you could, like, hear, like, the, I can't describe it, but, like, it was eerie because you could hear, like, the buzzing in the distance where it was quiet because there was no one walking around that I was in. It was, you know, like, you're walking from the car park to where you need to go. Yeah. There'd be visitors and there was nurses and stuff and doctors all walking around, but it wasn't busy because it wasn't heaving with fucking people visiting people.
2: Yeah, we don't have any visitors on the ward. Um, I don't know if that's like the case for everywhere. Um, Obviously, like there'll be special circumstances that you can have visitors Mm. without being too depressing. Yeah, so it's
0: like um, I support um, adults with disabilities, so if they lack capacity. And the hospital, they would have an advocate with them. Yeah, same here. When one of the people I support had a stroke back in August, and we had one member of staff with her. At all times, because she lacks the capacity, you know, to be on her own. Yeah. So, in these circumstances, they'd have to have an advocate. But when when I was there, it was just eerie because it's normally busy with the general public. Like the yeah, you could still see the doctors and the nurses were busy. Everything was so so there was social distancing in place. There was more hand sanitizer than I've ever seen in my entire life everywhere. Literally, You, you could almost hear like like a distant buzz from like behind the walls that so you weren't allowed in that you could hear people doing mm-hmm. that. you know what i mean yeah and so it pissed me off those videos yeah like the, oh, the, the, the video when she's like what
2: she literally walks past costa like
1: that's been closed since august
2: <laughs> it's, now it's it is open the costa is open Obviously, oh, is it? Like, ah. yeah. do, do you know what would happen if we couldn't get our caffeine whilst we we're at work? Good <laughs> God! You just walk onto the ward and they would just be like nurses asleep. If you you'd be tripping over doctors like fast asleep, <laughs> snoring their heads off. <laughs> of course, it wasn't open. Um, and then the bit with the beds. Do you see the bit where the beds are like sitting in the corridor?
0: No, I switched
2: uh, it off. That's literally the bit with the beds outside. We've got, we've got a massive, big bed storage because obviously, like, whilst beds are being repaired or. Not that they're not in, We've obviously got more beds Than we've got capacity For the beds Yeah mm-hmm. it's, like sp- it's like spares Yeah, yeah.
0: Like boat With lifeboats on it
2: Yeah Do you know yeah. what I mean So And th- that was literally Outside the bed storage We've got no empt- We've got no bed spaces That haven't got a patient in it That we would usually Keep a spare bed Yeah There's patients there so that was the most annoying bit, and I, we, the Royal College of Nursing had put out a thing to say like we know that people really want to respond with their views, but you're you're like you're just going to encourage her to sort of snap back. Yeah.
0: hasn't she been fined? Um, fined, and she's also now not allowed to em- enter a hospital at all In unless she's invited hospital. for an appointment, yeah, or an emergency, or it's an actual life or death emergency of what she's been. Yeah. It,
2: so I read, it, but I don't know if that's. I hope that's,
0: that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Two years, November ninth, November nineteenth. Yeah, I was really poorly. Like I just couldn't. I know it sounds really weird, but I was trying to do something with my hands, and like it just felt like they weren't working. You know, when you're just so poorly and you're just so achy, and I yeah. remember at my mum like mum. <laughs> I think I'm broken I'm <laughs> she's adamant that that I had um I had but co- we thought you had it last year didn't we bobs yeah
2: I, I was convinced that I'd had it in March we had a bit of a girls night out after I had Liliana and then before uh, lockdown obviously yeah just mm-hmm. before and literally I spent the whole week on the couch I, I could not move I couldn't I fell asleep with the kids in the house like I could not do anything I was so so ill but then I tested positive on the like 11th of January She's just gone so yeah I was was the same so I was really
0: really poorly like December to February 19 to 20 and then I like and then when it first came out the symptoms came out and I was like that really really sounds like Covid but obviously we didn't really know about it then and then I tested positive January the 8th this year Touch wood, I don't test positive positive, I take my vitamins and I I went that. I, don't, I don't want I don't want it. I take my vitamins. Oh, I, couldn't believe it. I ran past that- to someone today, literally was nowhere near him who went, uh, what's your space? And I just want say, if you're that bothered, mate, fuck off home and put a face mask on. Oh I literally <laughs>
2: had this like elderly man in an ad He had his mask on and he was talking to Liliana, she was sitting in the trolley. And he was like, "Oh, hello, little lady." And she started crying because she's a lockdown baby. So if anyone talks to her, she just has a meal down. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, "Oh, it's probably my mask scaring her." So he pulled it down, and I was like, "What are you doing?
0: Like, stop! <laughs> I'm a, from a baby." Oh, my <laughs> I so know, she- they um. I oh, was at my mum's because my sister had a baby in the summer, so we can still go there. Like, we're her support bubble. Mm. And we went there. My nan and gramps come to the front door to drop something off for my sister. And they were wearing these visors. Honestly, my heart broke. Like, I just wanted to hug him. I, it, the first time i would seen them in about what, since she, Harriet was born. So six months, maybe. Yeah, and they were wearing it. And it just made me so sad. And my nan just looked at me. She went, I've just had enough it oh. all now. And, oh, my heart. I can't take it. It's awful. It is so sad, isn't it? awful
2: awful awful it is so and where there's like no visitors coming out of the hospital is there like if, you, if you're like loved one was in hospital and you can't even get up to see them and then the phone lines are just so constantly busy on our ward and you're trying to update family members and that it's like this relative's calling to say like i just can't get through or oh,
1: it's actually, heartbroken not, my um... just the nurses though because i was in for an outpatients procedure in oh, October. So it was literally the day before Faye's birthday. And then it ended up turning into like an overnight procedure. So I had to stay in for the night. And like, I was like, well, I can't because my daughter's birthday. Like, I don't want to stay here. And like, they feel awful because you can't. My mum can even come up to the ward to bring me stuff to stay. In the end, they were like, do you know what? You're the last one in, we're going to let her up, but she can't stay for long. So like, I feel awful for you guys because you're stuck in a catch-22 where like, you know, your patients need to see your relatives, but you like, you physically can't do anything.
2: Is, is that trying to like You've got to like Think for like The bigger picture as well So obviously like We can't So we'll obviously Have our masks on But we can't Socially distance From our patients Like I, I couldn't like yeah. Just flick yeah. my tablets At my patients And hope for the <laughs> best Like we can't yeah. It's impossible
1: Do a dark and IV Yeah
2: <laughs> Just hope that I get it To connect Like we can't do it So obviously like Any family member That was then to come in That expands our bubble Yeah Yeah and you need nurses and healthcare doctors, even our like, catering staff and things like that have been brilliant. But you, they need us to look after them more than they need a family to member to come in and, them. and yeah.
0: see them. We're quite it's lucky with this day and age, though, with um, like Skype, obviously, that like we're on now, and uh, I was to say Bluetooth. Um, like Face, I don't know what I meant by Bluetooth. It's just the old lady and me coming out. <laughs> Like Facetimes and stuff Like they have Because QA has free Wi-Fi Doesn't it?
2: Yeah Yeah. There's the um, Like family liaison Officers That have sort of Come into play During the pandemic So they've been going about With like the iPads And doing FaceTimes And things like that With relatives oh, I uh, So, so I think that. Sometimes that's harder Because if I could like If I could see my mum And I couldn't get to her oh. Yeah It's just It is Like say so Catch-22 It's literally It's torture for the relatives It really really is Especially at the minute Because you hear like coronavirus and then our patients are over 85. So as soon as they hear that their elderly relative has got COVID, they're literally like devastated.
0: Yeah, it's so, so hard. Yeah. Talking about hard things, you know, life in general at the moment, but what's been the hardest thing during this pandemic for you? The hardest thing?
2: Work-wise or personal-wise? Both. I think it's been like the... That added pressure So obviously like When we were like The schools were going back And things like that I literally was like So our ward was all Covid positive And I was like Stepping off of a Covid positive ward At 8 o'clock at night And standing on the School playground At half past 8 The next day And mums yeah. weren't Socially distancing They didn't all have Their masks on And I literally So I was like I said to the teacher I got really really upset at, To Jacob's teacher Like meltdown mode I'm not I can't bring him at the same time that everyone else is here. I don't want to be close to this many people. It's bad enough that Jacob's gotta to come to school. But I'm not worried about Jacob's health. Like the kids are shown to be more resilient to it. Like that's not what I'm worried about. If he gets it, it's not gonna be as dangerous mm-hmm. for him. He's not got any underlying health conditions or anything like that. But obviously then the worry is that he's just he's a link in a chain that ultimately leads to a vulnerable person. Yeah. yeah. And that was where like the paranoia came from. That like, it just felt so wrong that I was literally stepping out of work. Coming home, going from a shower, going to bed and then setting foot on a playground the next day. That just did not make any sense to me. So Jacob was getting dropped off later. As long as he was there before nine o'clock, he didn't get a late mark. So he was literally getting dropped off at nine o'clock
0: so that I didn't have to see anybody
2: else on the playground.
0: That he wouldn't get a late mark. Surely, given the circumstances, they should just write that off anyway. And just oh, take, absolutely. You know, he's late and thought so,
2: but no. I think that was, like, the worst bit, was the playground. And obviously not seeing, like, my friends. And then Liliana, like, I literally... She's one now, but especially on the first week, like, I literally just had a baby and could just see my mum. Which, obviously, I'm not moaning. I see my mum all the time anyway. But not being able to see friends... Not being able to like, it sounds silly, but like monkey business or like anything like that, that we could literally mm-hmm. just socialise with other mums.
0: That that's really it, isn't hard. it? hard. The social side of things is where people are struggling.
1: Yeah. Because it's now also had a like a backtrack on Liliana as well, hasn't it? In that's the health visitor. design. Oh, yeah, the health visitor. Personally, I think she's okay. Like she's
2: very clingy. She was really, really clingy. But I don't know if that's any difference between like a baby boy and a baby girl. But she's a lot, lot clingier than Jacob ever was. But the health are very much like Liliana, wasn't she? Yeah, fair he was. But the health that says that she's socially and emotionally below cut off. What does, what does that mean? Uh, exactly, I don't really know. I said, when I, mean, I said I socially, I said that like, obviously like she's she goes between me and my mum, and that's like it. She's not seeing any other children. She's not seeing any other
0: babies. She's one tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. See, my sister had a um, baby in the summer. And she's very... My sister just calls cool it... She's mummified. Like, she spends all day, every day with my just my sister. You know, my sister lives at home with my mum and her boyfriend. And her boyfriend's uh, a funeral director. And my mum works um, as a nursery... What are they called? Kind- practitioner? practitioner? Yeah, practitioner. I was going to say kindergarten teacher, but we're not American. <laughs> uh, my mum works there, so it literally was just my sister and Harriet... And then when I wasn't doing long stints at work, because I was a single person household at the time, it was just me. So yeah. she, she's so mummified, like she's don't get me wrong, she's lush. And I think she's the most beautiful thing ever, because obviously I'm biased, but she is. Um but she is really, really mummified, but she's not been to any, um like, baby classes or anything, like, normal things that
1: you would I mean, do. It's got to be hard for your sister as well, though, because she's a first-time mum, yeah. whereas Bobby, well, Bo- Bobby has another child, and we hated the mum groups anyway because they're just so, like, clicky, didn't we? So we never yeah. went to them anyway. Pretentious. I could never, ever, ever
2: imagine sitting there singing, like, Free of a shackle. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not that kind of mum that i'll meet you in spoons at all.
0: But having the option of being able to do things yeah. like that and finding mummy friends with children the same age as you and you know having that something in common she she didn't have any like she had none of that and it broke my heart Like we had a chat about it and she started i'm sorry lauren if you're listening to this but um she started crying and i just felt like I just wanted to make it all better, and I couldn't. Like I listened to her give birth on the phone, which is weird. But <laughs> my mum it had could have been Facetime, me. so huh?
2: Could have been Facetime, so well,
0: at least you were only listening. <laughs> well, but when she was in labour, when she went to hospital, they told me she was in hospital, so I thought I'll give her a call because I knew she was by herself, and she was funny enough watching Grey's Anatomy, and um, but she was like talking to me but she's going like breathing through the pain and I was like like you're right she said it's really really painful and we chat for a bit and she said like thanks you've taken my mind off of it and then the next day, my mum texted me saying, it's happening. So I tried to call my mum, and she didn't answer, and I was getting fucking fuming, like, how dare you not answer your phone? Like, I am your child. Answer your phone. This isn't all about Lauren. Like, you know, I was just <laughs> <laughs> and then my brother called me, like, uh, she's on the phone to Lauren, and I was like, okay, touche. I didn't think she'd be on the phone to Lauren. For some reason, I don't know why that didn't register, but obviously it was being a bit self-centred. And then Dan was like, shh, listen. <laughs> so I listened to my sister give birth. <laughs> from your mum's phone from my while your mum was on the <laughs> yeah, was me there, so she's like well we agreed that I'd be on the phone which I thought was quite sweet but Yeah, really sad that it was my mum's first grandbaby and she couldn't be there for her her own baby do you know what I mean yeah you were still
1: able to have both Josh and your mum in weren't you Bobs yes yeah, so I was literally like February was
2: just before the lockdown restrictions mm-hmm. and everything came into place so I still had and thank God because I don't I think I would have killed Josh <laughs> he was literally like, oh, the whole time. I, so I, I left it too late because I thought, oh, so I've got plenty of time. I've got ages. And basically, I nearly gave birth in main reception at QA. How embarrassing as well because I work there. Like, wouldn't you just be mortified? No. And then natural. Oh, he. I sent him to get a drink, and as soon as he left the room, I was like, I can't believe
0: I let him do this to me. I can't. <laughs> I, can't believe- I can't wait to be like that with Dave if we have a kid. But this is all your fucking felt it honestly it
2: was but then in the end i she was like halfway out like they got her head out and i just went into total shock mode and i was like no nah, i'm not doing this so i tried to get off the bed so josh that she had to like hold me on mom had an arm josh had like my torso holding me down the midwife had one leg and the healthcare support worker support i had the other leg because i was like no i it's too sore it's too <laughs> sore i'm not doing it with the head hanging out. Yeah, literally with Liliana like half out, the midwife was like, you like you need to hold her down. So Josh was just like squashing me. My mum would never have been able to keep me down. No. Such a beautiful her. name though. Liliana. Yeah, lovely. I mm. love it. Mum's Lillian, so she's named after my mum. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, but I thought Lillian, it's not old fashioned. I've met loads of Lillians now. But and mm-hmm. Lily was is too common. There's, I know so many Lilies, I thought, oh Lily Oh, I like it.
0: That's really sweet. I love that it's named look, she's named after your mum. We're all about mum's here. Don't know yeah. if you've noticed. Look, they actually, yeah.
1: they actually call her Lily Nana, let's be real.
0: Nobody J- calls
1: her Liliana. Well, Faye does. Faye doesn't like it when you call her Lily Nana.
2: Oh, I was on FaceTime tomorrow, my friend. And she calls her Lily Nana as well. My mum's like, Oh my god, does anybody actually use her proper name? And I was like, I don't I don't actually think they do. I said Faye is probably the only one that calls her Lily Anna. <coughs> Unless she's being naughty. But apart from that, yeah. Lily Nana. Oh, you do the full name then, don't you? I I was gonna put Louise as her middle name. It's oh, a great middle name. Yeah, but Josh, but Josh, yeah, Josh said it was too
1: much.
0: Absolutely not if she's in trouble, like, Liliana Louise! Like, eh. Exactly, <laughs> that's
2: what I need, because <laughs> I call her Lilliana all I the can't. time. She gets Liliana constantly, so you need something to add on. Yeah, I've Louise. never
0: had that, I don't have a middle name. No, she's me neither. Just Millie, and my mum doesn't call me Mills, because, nah. <laughs> so she just calls yeah. me Mooch, and then if I'm in trouble, she's like, Millie.
2: And I'm like, <gasps> See, yeah, I'm always it
0: pisses me off. I'm like David, no middle name
2: Osborne born. <laughs> <laughs> I might just start calling her Liliana, no middle name. <laughs> Love that. Love
0: that. <laughs> See okay. if she gets the point. So I have a question here that um, I'm actually quite intrigued to know the answer to. Was there a point during this that you were at work and you just stopped and thought, "What the fuck am I doing here"? i just, just like on a daily bit, no. Um,
2: <laughs> I think the worst one, and I still, when I think back to it, is literally like the worst, worst thing I've gone through the whole pandemic. So obviously so we weren't allowed visitors, and in the first lockdown, I feel like people were taking the restrictions a lot more seriously, yeah. and they were really, really doing as they were told. Mm-hmm. Um so nobody was traveling anywhere so if your relative was in hospital in Portsmouth you wouldn't travel to go and see them so we had um like one patient in particular like it was, it was a story for so many um when they were reaching the end of their life the relatives were having to say goodbye on the phone um and obviously you'd put uh, so I put the phone on loudspeaker because I wanted to make sure that the relative could that the patient could hundred percent hear what their relative was saying to them. So I don't I don't think it matters what age you are. If you're saying goodbye to your parent, you are still a child saying goodbye to your mum or dad. Like it I, that's what even at an elderly, even if your children are like seventy saying goodbye to a ninety year old parent, that's still a child saying goodbye to their mum or dad. And it literally was on loudspeaker and I just listened to his daughter saying goodbye. And that oh I was an emotional wreck I was so upset I couldn't stop crying I was ho- I was trying like not to let the relative hear that I was literally sobbing my eyes out on the phone. End of life care is like it's meant to be like, in a cubicle really private totally dignified. Don't don't have that option at the minute the cubicles are being safe for the people that at the time during the pandemic like when it was at the peak peak that the cubicles were being saved for the people that were negative or at really high risk if they got it, that they wouldn't be able to recover. So they were in a cubicle to try and keep them safe. So if you were passing away or end of life, you were then in a bay with other people and that's just not how it's meant to be at all. Um, And it was literally like relatives saying goodbye on the phone. Are you crying as well? Yeah. (laughs) It uh, sets me off every time. It's just I've got such PTSD when I think about that phone call. And I was just, I was crying so bad. And oh, uh, you two, when you got kids, like you can't cry in front of your kids. You just, you don't cry in front of your kids. You just don't do it. And the only thing that made me get a grip, I phoned my dad, and I was literally howling. I was like, I need to talk to Jacob. I need to talk to Jacob right now because I got shift to finish. And my dad put Jacob on the phone, and I literally like, I snapped out of it. I was like, Oh, what are you doing at Grand's house? He's like, Are you okay? And I was like, Yeah, Mummy's absolutely fine. She just got a snotty nose, like. Because it was the only thing that I could, like, get a grip because it just wasn't going to happen otherwise. Can you, like, actually imagine listening to... Like, usually they're in a cubicle and you shut the door and, like, you're in total privacy saying goodbye to your mum or dad. You've got no one listening. And I'm literally, like, holding a phone, like... And she she called him daddy as well and that just, like... It don't matter how old you
0: are. It's breaking me. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. My dad's not seen as mum. It's in person since March last year. She fell over, broke her hip and she has dementia and they put her in a home like he waved at her through the window and I thought that was bad enough, but that just...
2: It was just a
0: case for so, so many that that was...
1: They were saying goodbye on the phone. Did brutal. you ever expect going into... This isn't a question that has been sent in. This has just come from what you've just said. But did you ever expect going into a nursing degree that you'd be saying goodbye to so many patients and not being able to help them? I bet where I
2: work with patients who are over the age of 85, they're sort of, um, if they if they get ill or like they do start to deteriorate, so it, sometimes it just takes pneumonia. It just takes a little, a cold that leads to a chest infection that then leads to pneumonia. And it's, yeah. so, it's so sad, but that's that's just what it's like in elderly care.
0: But so, given most of it, it Dance, as though their family would normally be able to come in and be with them but you, you, had, to, you, had, to, you had to be like you had to be nurse
2: you had to be daughter sister like yeah and I think when I when I like started working like and I was still at uni I hadn't actually qualified yet and someone said to me like this is what you train for like and I was so mad because nobody trains for this no literally no
0: one And all three of us, all four of us are crying. It's a real struggle. So So it's really the problem. Not (laughs) two. Because, like, you're in, you're there, like, all the time. I remember, like, we've had had conversations, like, you know, moaning about. Not being able to give my nan a hug, do you know what I mean? It's just, no, I don't feel like that because yeah. I'm that I can't get
2: to the pub and I'm on the front line <laughs> and I'm waiting to get to the pub, so don't feel guilty about what you want when it's over. I, I, I want to go, wait. To the pub and all. <laughs> um, can we uh, all go to the pub? Please, 100%. I'll be taking that mask off like I take my brow off at the end of the day. I cannot <laughs> wait to not have to wear that mask again.
0: I'm going to burn every single mask I've got in my house. They are going, like, oh, all the oh, co- oh, all the yeah. reusable ones, they are going in a bin and they are being burnt. If
2: anyone mentions coronavirus around me... Once the final patient is discharged, I'm literally going to kick them in the vagina because I don't want to hear about it anymore. (laughs) It's so done. You don't don't train to be a nurse to start your shift and not know how many patients you're going to have left at the end of it.
0: That's not how you start. That's not why you do your training. You, been, you didn't train to work during a global pandemic. No one saw it coming. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is even happening right now? Like, I feel,
2: I will, I feel like my grandparents saw this coming because those two have been isolating since coronavirus was in Wuhan. They've not left their house. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> my grand, like, what well, shit? She was like, nah not having this she's been having her m s delivered she's not leaving the house not leaving <laughs> for nothing oh i love that old people
0: shop in m&s like what is it why but i love it
1: oh, don't, don't <laughs>
0: this. i would love to be able to shop in m yeah, oh no i love m s but it's like old people love it don't they just yeah sorry
1: <laughs> so on that note what what more could we as the public do to help you guys more like, is there something that we could do that would help you more? I think just following the government
2: guidance, to be honest. And now that 1 are sort of doing the appointments and things like that, um, to sort of like, if you can imagine, like, I d- I've not been down to the emergency department in forever. I just know that they've got such a great team of staff down there. They really, really do. I was so lucky to get to do a placement in there. But I, d- I don't know what it's like for like social distancing or separating patients or whatever. They're probably trying their absolute best.
0: I don't think you're allowed to go down there now. I think you have to call before. Yeah, you do.
2: Um, So I think things like that's probably making sure you utilise other services. But then, like, the problem that we've got is you don't want to scare people away from coming to the hospital because you'll find that the people that are too scared to come to the hospital are probably the people that need it the most. Yeah. You saw on the news tonight, like, hospital admissions are really going down.
1: And so did the positive cases tonight as well, didn't they? Just yeah. for clarification, we're recording this on the 10th of February, 21, because we don't know when this episode's going to go out.
0: I used to watch all the press conferences, but now I just think I scare myself too much. Mm-hmm. When they announced the second lockdown, I nearly had a full blown panic attack. So I was by myself and I was fucking fed up. You so know what? I've just had because- enough.
1: The second lockdown was Halloween no, it wasn't it wasn't actually Halloween, but me, Bobby and Josh were throwing a Halloween party for Jacob, Faye and Josh's and Bobby's little girl Ruby. Um and we all sat there. We'd had a Chinese, and the kids had had the best day. They'd done apple bobbing and everything. And we were having a couple of drinks, and then the news came on, and it just ruined the night, didn't it? Because we knew that that was a last. That was the last time we all got to spend time together. Yeah, it was. And um, like before and, that, literally, we were together every fucking day that we could be.
2: And then because well. Whilst before the lateral flow testing come out, um, we weren't seeing Ruby at all, because obviously I work at the hospital. Jacob and Liliana, that's my choice to work at the hospital and then come home to them. They're my children. That's my choice. Um, But we obviously um, it's Ruby's mum's choice as to whether she was happy with me working at the hospital and then coming to be in contact with Ruby. And she wasn't, which... Do you know what I mean? If I hadn't chosen my career, I probably wouldn't have been happy with it either. So we didn't see Ruby until the lateral flow testing had then gone out. So it had a massive strain on Josh because that's obviously his
1: daughter. It's quite frustrating as well that the lateral flow testing came to the hospitals later than it came to um, care homes. Because Jess actually got test started getting her lateral flow testing before you even got your testing done, Bob's.
2: So it I asks. don't know. I don't. I don't know whether that that's just because, like, on the scale of staff in the nursing home to the scale of staff in the hospital, that there's so so many more that it just took longer to get it out. Yeah. Plus, I, I had some time off as well, so maybe by the time I'd actually got. Yeah. No, I don't need the lateral ones anymore. But we don't get PCR tested unless we've got right. symptoms or a positive lateral flow.
0: So talking about um, lack of those tests, then do you think the NHS was adequately equipped to deal with a pandemic?
2: I don't know. I'm only a nurse.
0: Jesus. And it comes to like PPE and stuff, because they're in the first couple of press conferences and some of the stuff on the news, and I don't know, obviously don't know how true it is because like I'm not but they were saying that because of government funding cut that the NHS should have been prepared for something like this, but weren't prepared in regards to PPE ventilators and all the equipment that they needed. So how was that for you? Like
2: do I thought ventilators and things like that, like that, that's all it that's in ITU, like so critical care and I don't work there, so I don't really know. I wouldn't even know how to turn it on, I'm not gonna lie. I honestly don't know because I there was never a time that like I didn't have mask, glove aprons. Like we always managed to find them, whether we were like sourcing them from other wards or whatever. Whether like maybe there's meant to be like a certain amount like as backup or a certain amount in stock and the numbers were lower. And that's why there was the panic about it. But
1: personally but, to you, it didn't affect you. But personally,
2: no, never. There, there's always been a bit of a like, pain in the bum, like finding pumps and stuff like that. Like, But a lot of that, we've got like a big equipment library and then you take equipment out of there that you need and a lot of the time equipment isn't returned, which doesn't help. So it's like situations like that, if I needed like an IV pump or whatever
1: yeah but that's, like that's, that's sort of post-pandemic as well though because i remember when faye's being in hospital and they're like yeah. oh who's got this because we can't find it we need it for this patient type thing do you know what i mean so that's that's kind of standard isn't it yeah,
2: yeah i don't i don't ever remember a time that we didn't have like the PPE sort of changed like the visors and things like that. so we didn't wear the visors the whole way through but now we do wear the visors
0: it's really weird but, because we didn't wear the visors we wore face masks, and then we were told to wear face masks and visors, and then we were told that we didn't have to wear visors, and that like, it's just, like, make your mind up. The the,
2: you there have, must have been at some point, because, so the FFP3 masks, which are the ones that look like the ones that you wear when you're painting and decorating. Yeah. <laughs> we've had, like, certain different types of them, and we've had to be, like, retested to make sure that they fit properly um, a couple of times as, I guess, supply has changed. Yeah. But then if, if supply is changing there's still supplies, so it's not a shortage. But there, I mean if I, I don't I never know how gold standard the news in that is. I'd like to say if the news yeah.
0: is reporting on it, it may be true, but you never know. Well you don't know in this day and age, do you? Do you think the government have done enough? I think
2: they're I, I honestly think Boris has done such a good job. Like, could you actually imagine being in his situation? I didn't. I didn't vote. I didn't vote Conservatives But <laughs> um, I think Was that actually any Could you imagine like Theresa May Being in charge of this I'm I'm Just as really an example any,
1: well, I, the only thing He's had to deal with either Is it Brexit
2: <laughs> Yeah Yeah I, I just I think people could listen more But then there's such a problem like Mask fatigue And people get bored Of the lockdown And What's mask fatigue? Oh you just get fit, You get like Fed up wearing it So you just take it off Like you know When you see people in Asda And they've like Got their nose out yeah, and they like, may as well have that mask off because it's
0: Honestly, doing nothing. It winds me up so much. Uh, uh, it's better than nothing. At least it's on, but it's doing nothing. <laughs> if I, I have happen- to wear one all day, and if all doctors and nurses have to suit up in full PPE, you can wear a fucking face mask to walk down Lidl's middle aisle. Yeah, absolutely. I wear one for 15 hours at a time sometimes, and I think I've got this on for 15 hours. Because I'm a nurse, so I have to be. Open and I think things
2: like so claustrophobia, anxiety like these are genuine reasons why people can. If you feel claustrophobic and you put something over your face, if you've got some sort of PTSD, anything that goes back to like having something yeah, over your no, face,
0: okay. but then that things would, like that, that that would be a genuine exemption. Now, mm-hmm. um, this is where it's hard, it, it's hard. it is hard because I can see it from both sides, it's a double edged sword. Like, I can get it.
2: No, I think there's, def- there's definitely conditions out there that you don't need to wear it for, definitely, especially if you're like a carbon dioxide retainer. Because obviously, if you're breathing. Now you need that carbon dioxide to like get away. If you're prone to retaining that, then something like we breathe in, we take in the oxygen, we breathe out the carbon dioxide. If you've got some like COPD and you do retain carbon dioxide, then I think wearing a mask just to, for your own I mean, comfort. You've got COPD, then. <laughs> like, then you're probably shielding you anyway. Or extent exempt though. So, like. But now I just keep one in my pocket. So,
0: yeah, I've got one in every coat pocket. Yeah, everywhere Literally. in my bag. And do you know what I do is the ones that I wear at work, I'll keep them in my car and I'll try and get at least one more use out of them because save the
2: planet. Like, Did you see that thing that we've got to, like cut? We should be cutting the ties because there's like pictures of like ducks.
0: Yeah, and stuff I ripped on the them every the <laughs> What do you think the NHS will look like in ten years time? Well, I hope I'm wearing one of them red dresses in ten year times.
2: It's like head of nursing, so I'm head of nursing. <laughs> God knows.
0: I you were going to say one of those red dresses from that film or oh, not that film from that <laughs> programme, the agent. What is it? Oh fuck. Oh, I'm what not. is it called? with they wear the funny hand, hat. Hand what hand hand what hand
2: would hand it look like in ten years? God knows. Do you still see yourself working for the NHS in ten years' time? Yeah, I am like diehard NHS. I think like there's obviously like perks with the pay and things like that. If you go agency, but there's like. Additional pay So if you're like Agency And pay your own I don't know if you've got Pay your own tax or that If you're under like An agency nurse But you do get like You do get better pay an hour But you don't get like Holiday pay and things like that Yeah Which is why your pay is better So Then you would go NHS So you get your annual leave I'm really 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 Proud to work for the NHS Massively proud To work for the NHS
0: Good Oh, I'm proud it's of you. Maybe too. like weirdly patriotic, and I don't know why. I think it is though, because I think the NHS is such an amazing thing.
2: Like the free healthcare, like literally, it is an amazing thing to be a part of. And I think there's just so, so many people, all different job roles throughout the NHS. But I just think like you don't even need to say what you do, but you work for the NHS. I think working like for the health board, I think it's a massive, massive thing, because it the NHS is so
0: British. It really yeah. is. It makes me proud when, like, you drive, you know, past Gosport War Memorial and on the ground it's painted, like, thank you, NHS. And Yeah. It's so nice to see the rainbows in the windows and, like, people still have signs outside their houses, like, we love you, NHS. And mm-hmm. like that, I think, that's a really nice... Oh, I can't, gesture? I can't, yeah, that's a really nice gesture. Yeah, like, clap, hand clap, don't fucking clap for us because that's not going to do anything. But actively appreciate like that, like, having the roads painted so when you drive past the hospital you're reminded and seeing stuff in the windows. I think that is beautiful. You say about that hand clap, though,
1: but you put a video on your Facebook, didn't you, Bob, of when when the hand clap was still going on, of all the ambulances lined up and, like, all the sirens flashing. Oh, that that wasn't for the hand clap. That wasn't for that. Oh, what was that for? That was New Year's Eve.
2: That was at midnight. (laughs) That was at midnight, so... I worked on New Year's Eve and at midnight um, I got the video on my Facebook oh it was so gorgeous and it was like all them blue lights like I was proper proudest punch that night to be Working at the hospital, I really was. And there were so many ambulances outside, and they all put their lights on. So, obviously, sirens not going, but all the blue flashing lights were all going at midnight. And it was like our own little like, New Year's Eve countdown, and all the ambulances were flashing their police lights outside. Were, weren't they? Yeah, there were police there as well. That's making me like a bit
0: emotional, and I don't know it why. Did. I was like yeah. thinking about
2: the tears, and I like Facetimed my mum, and I was like, "Mum, look at this! Like, look at all the animals. And my mum was crying her eyes out. And I think we get criticised. Like, oh, nurses haven't time to make TikToks, and nurses haven't time to do this, and oh, can't be that busy if nurses are able to do this. But you're pfft, human. Like, we need it. Like, good robot. God. Even like when like Lint donated all them bunnies and Easter eggs and things like that, like the amount of criticism that we got, but I'm so sorry. I literally ate that Lint bunny with tears drawn down my face. I shoved it down. I've literally inhaled it. I shoved it down my throat so quick. I was crying my eyes out. I, if you need a Lint bunny, you need a Lint bunny. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't make me a bad nurse. That doesn't mean I don't care. I just was having a bad day and wanted my Lint bunny. <laughs> said <laughs> <laughs> so and then oh uh, there's always going to be somebody that's going to have a problem but some, there's always going to be a Karen there's always yeah.
0: going to be a Karen yeah you know what though, those karens if they just don't think that this pandemic is real then they should really get in the hospitals and really help you guys cuz they'd save NHS money on PPE because it's not real so they wouldn't have to wear masks or anything and they could actually be doing some good I know
2: I I literally like so I was on nights last week and I was talking to a critical care nurse and I was like because I I don't go wandering around the hospital I don't know what it's like everywhere I don't know what it's like everywhere I don't pretend to know like like what it's like everywhere and I said like oh like how are you getting on and she said um she said oh now that the admissions are slowing down it's starting to, like, it was just, she said it was just chaos like a few weeks ago, chaos. And um I was like, oh, it's one, it, in ITU, it's supposed to be one-to-one nursing. So one nurse has one patient. So they're on ventilation, they're like on continuous monitoring. And she's like, well, it's been like one nurse to four patients. Can you imagine having four such dependent patients that need full care, full apps, everything, like they're literally being assisted to breathe. And then you're like, spending what like so if you've got four in an hour you're spending 15 minutes an hour with each one that's not right you should never get to that stage but there's just there's not the staff oh that breaks my heart and um, she said that she was uh like that's not itu is not even her specialty that's like where she's been deployed to to help and like talk about it being chucked in the deep end because there is nothing uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a newly qualified and the thought of working in itu makes me want to pee myself <laughs> like that's serious, die-hard nursing. Yeah. Yeah, scary. So I think I'd possible. get there and freeze, like,
0: I wouldn't know what the
2: fuck to yeah. do. I remember, like, my emergency department and we'd be in, like, recess on placement and there'd be, like, a genuine emergency and I was just stood in the corner as a, like, second year student nurse having a cry and I got asked to go and get something out the drug cupboard and I literally just opened the cupboard and another nurse was like, Bobby, are you okay? And I was like, like, yeah, I'm alright, why? And she was like, you're crying? And I was like, what am i goes, am i and she was like you're you're literally sobbing and i was like i've forgotten what i've come to get out of this cupboard and she was like it's all right someone else would have got it by now you'll be fine and it was literally just crying my eyes out what is like the worst situation you found yourself in oh uh, it's, it's got to be like the passing the message on to family members it's literally, like, where family members are, like... So, we've only got, like, one portable phone on the ward as well. So, it it runs out of charge constantly because it's just in constant use. We've constantly got people phoning to talk to their relatives, 100% in their right, not denying that whatsoever. But it means the phone never gets charged. So, it means, we're like, it'll be, like, totally dead. So, we're having to, like, verbally pass on the message... And when you're like, have some messages like, we haven't forgotten about you. Like, just remember, we can't come in because of the pandemic. Like, we love you. We're thinking about you. We can't wait to have you home. And you're literally giving this message and you're like, a lot of like our patients have got dementia, Alzheimer's, memory problems, cognitive impairments. So you're like handing over messages and, and you know that message isn't, it's not really registering. They're not going to retain that memory of getting that message and you're like, but, but you know you've got a family member that's literally like dependent, and it's they're not remembering their wife because they're remembering a message. Like they recognize their wife because they know their face, not by like a comment that they would say. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the whole time that you're there, like, oh, Sheila says she loves you, and John Smith is doesn't know who Sheila is. It's God, brutal. Yes. Well,
0: on on the flip side to that, then, um. What do you think is the best thing that has happened to you during this?
2: The, the best thing is with my over 85-year-old patients who have kicked COVID's butt. They have thrown the middle finger to coronavirus. They have gone home, fight and fit, back to the families, back to their great-great-great-grandchildren, not given a hurt. Going home. They've had it. Covid. Done it, mate. I'm going home. they have like been smashed there smashed it. T-shirt. <laughs> <I'm> so proud. <laughs> on the news. I'm one of them. Oh yeah,
0: covid. Yeah, tested positive for that. Smashed it. Gone home. Oh, it's making just talking <inaudible> about covid. It's just making me a bit not sad, but like like I said earlier, like weirdly patriotic and like really proud. I'm so proud of you, Bobby, honestly. Oh, yeah, man, I all even... I all really
2: four of us too. have just cried. <laughs> I've had it crying. I've de- it's definitely been an experience. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go through it again. I'd never ever want to go through this again. It's, honestly. It sounds so horrible that I would actually do anything to treat anything other than coronavirus, because that that's seems to be all it is. Covid, 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 Covid.
1: When when you say Covid, you're like, Covid. It. i know so,
2: pay, so, pay. So, I, I don't even say it like i'm interested in it anymore I'm like <laughs>
0: that's uh, probably because it's been your life like all day every day like more so than anybody else because you're in it yeah uh, with the new variant so like in the first peak
2: we would have a of like six patients and somebody would test positive in the B, and the other five people would be negative but with the new variant it literally spreads like wildfire it honestly does. So then it'd be a B of six patients. One person would test positive and the other five people would be positive.
0: Yeah, my my sister works next door to me like with the same type of work. And from the Monday to the Wednesday, 20 out of 24 members of staff and five, no, six of their people they support, which is all of them, were positive. From the Monday to
2: the Wednesday Literally And we just We weren't Like we were not prepared For that second Where we had like Covid contact And things like that This time around that like, We didn't have that In the first peak We didn't have the whole like If you were a contact Of a positive case You had to isolate it For 14 days It just wasn't the case In the first peak so, obviously, you've had, like, staff going off with isolation, like, staff going off if a, someone in their household tested positive. If they'd been in contact with someone positive, then they were in isolation. So, like, the staffing horrific at one point because... But how does
1: that work, though? Because if you're working on a COVID-positive ward, you're coming into contact with it all the time. So, how, do you, how does that work? So, because we've got our PPE on, we are, like,
2: protected.
0: Yeah, yeah same with us.
2: Yeah, and me. So, because we're protected, we're okay in that front but if I if I like was in a situation that
1: I didn't have my mask on so do you think that this pandemic has streamlined your whole nursing experience do you think you would have learned as much as you have in the last year in your first year of nursing if the pandemic wasn't here I feel like I have
2: learned a lot like as far as like oxygen levels and like different masks for oxygen things like that are but a lot of our patients aren't for escalation so they're not they're not to go to itu because obviously they're in their 90s god love them so they're not for massive invasive treatment i think everything is sort of it's been everything elderly care and then with covid on top so i've probably learned a lot lot more than what i would have done in normal circumstances but I don't take it's hard because I don't take any joy from that because I think of everything that's had to happen for me to get that learning yeah um, do you know what I mean so I, you're always like in two minds about it I have learned a lot am I happy that I've learned it no I'd rather I'd rather have read a book just a half <laughs> to
0: learn
2: then yeah I think it's I don't know I think if I could just go back the whole year probably I wish I could have like gone back in proper time but like don't fucking eat that bat. <sighs>
0: yeah. <laughs> what? Like, I don't. I don't actually notice. No, that I was one of the rumors. I'm like, this time last year, I was on my honeymoon in Jamaica. Oh, sad times. Oh, there it is again. Honeymoon in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> last time I went on a date with Dave, <laughs> when I was on my honeymoon in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, um, yeah. I forgot what i was saying. Oh, yeah. And obviously, <laughs> on my honeymoon, <laughs> and. It was, like, lovely, like, we didn't... There was no, like, scaremongering like there is now. Like, when we went to the airport, there was... You know you get those TVs that you get them in cinemas as well, don't you? While you're waiting to buy your ticket or at the airport you're waiting to board your plane. You've got TVs with, like, adverts on or, like, the big Mm -hmm. bus stop billboards that change. And it would be, like, shampoo and conditioner, duty-free, cigarettes, COVID-19. And it would be, like, wash your hands. COVID-19 It was just But it was really quick Like It just wasn't it, We laughed about it We were like Really? Like Yeah so did lockdown. we at work If it's that serious You'd you do more And then like A month later We were in complete Fucking lockdown Mad I still
2: like Can't believe we're actually Like In a pandemic Like the kids no. The schools are shut Like Do you know how much of a battle it is To shut the schools When there's a bit of fucking snow But like, Do you know what I mean Like They don't shut the schools For anything
0: Nothing. you never
2: think
1: you've obviously heard about the pandemics that have happened in the past
0: yeah never think that you're ever going to live through a global pandemic do you know what got me the most though is when Dave came back obviously he'd been gone for six months or nearly seven months he came back and we were driving somewhere and he just went up I can't believe it. I've been gone for nearly 7 months and nothing's fucking changed. If anything, it's worse than it was when I left. Like what a fucking shit show. And I literally couldn't resonate with anything deeper <laughs> like he was yeah. at that time and it had gone worse. That like, nothing had changed, nothing was better. And because he'd actually physically gone away and then come back like he saw it from like fresh eyes, if you will. Yeah. Mm. Nothing has changed. We are worse than what we were at the beginning of it. They always said that the second peak was going to be worse. Though. It always is. What with peak everything? are we in now though? Like this is the thing. What well, they're more and um, there are a lot more positive results because a lot more people who are asymptomatic are getting tested. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'm not like, I'm not is a. Is this the second peak or is it the third? It's, it's third the third block that in, but second peak. The second peak. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what day it is. Did you miss out on anything special during the pandemic? Oh, I didn't get a graduation, and I really, really wanted a graduation. Absolutely, um, grants a special. I was
2: meant to be having like a massive birthday party for Liliana's birthday that would have been like this weekend, and obviously we're not doing that. And that's my baby's first birthday. I'm never going to get that back.
1: Um, you are going to get married as well. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. <I> shit, <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> 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 I forgot. I was actually going to get job.
2: Josh on the is 22nd never of listen to it. <laughs> no, Josh will never listen to it, alright. He's not interested in nothing to do. Um yeah, I was meant to get married on twenty second of August, two thousand and
0: twenty. Oh. So that got cancelled. The oh, wedding sorry. wedding's being cancelled, do it for me. My friend called Protect Me like, Um are you free tomorrow? Because I think we're gonna get married tomorrow. And I uh, okay. she was like, "Okay." She's like, "So, yeah, we're getting married tomorrow. Can you be there?" And I was like, "Yeah." And literally within, because her dad had flown over from Australia, and within twenty-four hours, less than twenty-four hours, they, she was in her dress, she had her makeup done. Her dad walked down the aisle, and it was nothing. It wasn't like how it was meant to be, but because they were shutting all the borders and. And now she's texted me again yesterday for the third time. They're moving it again. So even though she's married and legally she's married, they pay for this big massive celebration that, you know, like your princess dream wedding or whatever. And now for the third time, it's had to push it. And I'll just think, literally, if I got married any later or went on my honeymoon any later, i like, what? Yeah. If like, they cancelled it that many times as well, you've got to think maybe that's <laughs> We spoke. I spoke to her. We were chatting about it and... Um, I said, like, why don't you just try and get your money back and have, like, a big fuck-off party and then use some of it for, like, to buy... Do you know what I mean? Go somewhere nice when you can, but it's all tied up. Like, because... So like, they paid it all off to have it. They, all they can do is push it back. Yeah, if it had just been a deposit, it would have been a different situation, wouldn't yeah. it? Like, you can lose your deposit, but knowing that you've paid all this money for something, you don't then not want to have it. Yeah. What a we- shit show. we just
2: lost we only had like 65 pounds was all we lost from our deposit and then we would have got it back if we moved the date but it was like oh well don't really want to move the date because you don't actually know when we're going to be out of this like I thought it'd be done by now I thought Covid would be like a thing of the past by now Yeah, and we're still living it so what's the point I'll just marry him when it's all
1: done. So, obviously, this has been a pretty dark podcast. Well, it's not dark, but it's been real. What G- we've been going through, it's been real. So, now, Bobby, we want to hear, obviously, keeping your GPRD in, in place and whatnot. If that's even what that is, I don't have a fucking clue. GPDR.
0: Yeah, that one too. Um, What's a GPDR? No, GDPR in it. What is it? Data protection. Yeah,
1: general data protection. All right, okay. So, obviously, keeping that in place, um, we want to hear from the first day that you stepped into hospital being a student nurse to the up to current, the funniest story that you have encountered. Oh, oh, we just had. Sometimes we get the funniest of people.
2: (laughs) Um, I think when you have got working with patients who have got cognitive. Impairments, So, like, dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever, things like that. Um, you do have the funniest of comments that get made. But I think definitely, it's almost cringy to say it because I'm just not, like... Do you know that, like, stereotype that men have in their head of nurses? When, like the reality is I go home from work and I don't know what stains are on my uniform. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Um... I think we had a patient <laughs> reading his son, like, newspaper, who decided to ask me in front of all the male doctors if I would get my boobs out, like, one of the sun girls, which <laughs> is, is, is it's embarrassing enough as it is, especially when you don't look like a model from the sun. But then when, when the male medical team decide to take it upon themselves to continuously make the jokes of, like, come on, get your boobs out, and you're like, like, the sun models. <laughs> like, the sun weird. models. But apart from that, without... Breaching patient confidentiality I really struggle Unless we're like Editing it out No we're not No there's definitely Been a few Definitely been a few We had a nurse Have like a A bit of a like Upset like oh god she was so upset with herself because she she was trying to ex- explain because obviously it doesn't matter whether what's wrong with you it's your right to know what's wrong with you so whether you're going to remember or not that doesn't matter and oh my god she said to this patient she said um do you know that virus that's that's on the news that everybody's talking about the coronavirus yeah you've got it why <laughs> did you say that to that and she was and she's like i t- it's oh, I just didn't know how to explain it. Like, could you imagine? Do you know that virus? Everyone's watching the news. Yeah, you got it. Like, can you imagine
0: a like, more cow way to tell someone that they are COVID positive? Oh, no. That deadly virus that's on the news. Wow, that's in you. <laughs> Gutted, hon, it's your turn. <laughs> Literally oh
2: there has there's has definitely been some like as a team our award has grown so so close as a team because nobody's gonna understand what we're going through like your teammates and it, it doesn't matter like i tell half the problems when i get home because obviously like josh is like my own vent um but there's only like so much that you can sort of get upset when you've got kids to get ready for school and whatnot there's only so much that you can sort of like vent it to so it's definitely been it's been one of them I don't want to do it again I've got I'm on annual leave I'm going to enjoy the rest of my annual leave and then
1: I'm back to work on Monday night well thank you for spending your annual leave talking to us
0: about it (laughs) I'm I'm stuck with you anyway Abby Amy and and Millie were my optionals (laughs) how many more times will you get wine delivered through Deliveroo is it expensive And um, is the delivery charge Extortionate or I
2: I get charged £2.50 for delivery Which is cheaper than McDonald's And I'll probably get that delivered just as much So really my wine is a bargain When you can't quite you can get wine delivered Do you know how easy it is to develop a drinking problem It's awful But um, (laughs) as long as I haven't got the school run The next day I will get my wine delivered So probably Friday night, Saturday night
0: I don't. Probably Sunday night as well 'cause it's half terror. No, I'm you could do that. I thought you could only get like takeaways. Oh, no no. You can get wine, beer, spirits, snacks honestly, i am already enough as it is, okay? <laughs> I'm, um, Deliveroo was my saviour during my
2: isolation. Sometimes <laughs> you just got you just got to think what's more important. Money or your happiness.
0: And yeah. <laughs> I think when it comes to delivery, you've got to do what makes you happy. And if you want that wine delivered, you get that wine delivered. Yes. You work hard for your money, you spend it on what you need.
1: Honestly, and I feel like I've just know. learned a new life skill.
2: If you ever feel bad about it, just just remember you're breaking the chain to a potentially vulnerable person by not going to the shop. So yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. do it, if
0: you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for Bobby, all right? <laughs> get your wine delivered. Oh, do it for Bojo. Oh, and get yeah. your wine delivered. <laughs> thank you so 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 much, Bobby. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Sorry, we've chewed your ear off. And well, we appreciate play you. Play. <laughs> I listen to your podcast
2: when I'm like doing my makeup, so I'm kind of hoping that like. Oh, we ain't got people getting too emotional whilst they're doing their makeup in the morning, listening to the Because <laughs> that would just be a disaster. Thank you so much, Bobby. I um, can't turn the camera back around I'm so sorry, but I don't understand <laughs> Skype So
0: wait. <laughs> Stay safe. Enjoy all that wine. Enjoy your annual leave. Just and then we appreciate you. Hey. Yeah. I'd like to make out
2: like I'm a total hero on the front line, but <laughs> You are. You all
0: are. You're on yeah. the front line. It's that's enough.
2: Can we yeah. get a um, round of applause for the key worker? <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly, when them claps would go off on a Thursday night, if we were going to work, we'd be like scarlet red in the face. Like, oh, just stop.
0: Just please stop clapping. It's so Some crazy. of our neighbours, like, at work used to come
2: out and be like, we're doing this for you. Oh, my mum would FaceTime me like, are oh, you listening, Bobby Lee? This is for you. This clap <laughs> is for you. And I'm right oh, that's board. so sweet. But just oh. stop, mum. Just go inside. Just, just oh. get indoors. Do you have a final word for the pod, Bobs? Keep your masks on. <laughs> Yay! <Yes. laughs> Don't take your masks
0: off. Perfect. That's Bye. Adios, amigos. Take care. Bye. Arrivederci. Always a pleasure. Never a chore.